Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift, episode 319, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and I'm pumped for the show as I always am, and with me, as always am, it's my buddy, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beast master, Third Shift, it's Eric, and he's here to tell us how his week was, but before he gets to do that, I'm gonna say, don't you dare, Eric, don't you dare tell me that you played a video game this week, don't you do it don't you dare do it because i just pulled it up here well look my old playstation app i'm a little phony phone oh look uh mahago was last online 19 days ago so if you tell me you played playstation 5 you're a dirty rat bastard so tell us eric how was your week well let's start off with real life i don't remember what i don't remember what i did (laughs) it's terrible but i don't remember I, i sat there and i was like what did i do this last weekend i went well, nobody's visited. It was the off weekend. But I feel like I did something. But I don't recall. I cannot recall what I did this weekend. And I think that might be a problem. You know what I mean? We've discussed this before, man. But mm. we got to get our brains back in order. And me, I guess, maybe more than you so. Because I don't remember anything anymore half the time. Look, I don't know what I did. I just existed. I worked. I, I don't know. You didn't work on the weekend. What did you do on the weekend? Something. I don't know. I don't remember. I just, I was alive. I remember that. I always put stuff in my phone calendar. So when I sit down here, I'm like, hmm, what did I do on the weekend? Swipe, swipe. Oh, yeah. I went and did that thing. So that at least helps me remember. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, sometimes I do remember because it's a big, cool, fun thing that I did. But sometimes it's a smaller thing and I am just go, whoosh, away, dust in the wind. Exactly. Now, I do remember a couple small things. I worked on our deck. I sanded for a couple hours. I that's, also, that's the thing you're supposed to forget. You're supposed to remember <laughs> the other thing, whatever it is. Anything that was fun, yeah. And then I also fin- you know, finished winterizing the camper. We got the uh, antifreeze run through it, that kind of stuff. That was done. And there was something else. There was a big thing I did. Something I did. Don't remember, though. So, whatever. Doesn't matter. Now back to what Matt was talking about, what he's trying to give me grief over. I did play video games, Matt. What? Now, I told you, I warned you, you are now officially a dirty rat bastard. I am. You're a dirty rat bastard. I am. I hide. I hide. You hide from your friend who wants to play video games with you. You hide from me. You hide from the entire world. And that is not true. I'm not hiding from Matt. Shameful display. You're almost never on. Now, you have been, though, because you've been playing some Overwatch 2. But I was going to say, this is, this is not true. I am always on now. I, I was going to say, in the past, it was never you. You were never on the PlayStation. You're always on the PC playing something or doing whatever. Or on whenever I'm not. I don't know where the hell you were. I don't keep track of what Matt does during the week. But you're usually not on my list of people online playing video games on the PlayStation 5. You have been this last week playing Overwatch 2. I'll give you that. So it doesn't mean I'm hiding from you. I've been doing this forever. Ask anybody who knows me. You know, ask, go ask Chad, go ask Jared. Go, they go, Eric never plays. I've never seen him on because I hide. I'm sitting there, I'm, <laughs> little sneaky snook Eric, doing whatever he wants to do. And you know why? It's because I'm ashamed. Because I don't play video games that much anymore. 
I just go on to media, I click Crunchyroll, and then oh. I just watch anime and go to bed. That's what I do. What do you want from me? You know? And I, you know what the saddest part is? I'm not even hiding, really, the fact that I'm not playing a video game. I'm hiding so that nobody bugs me while I'm just watching anime on Crunchyroll because I know I'll feel bad and go, yeah, I should play a video game. So I'll leave Crunchyroll and go play the video game, and I don't want to do it. I just want to watch Crunchyroll and look, go, ah. So again, this is the exact same conversation we had, you, me, and Chet at work. You know, if somebody knocks on your door, you are not obligated to go to that door and open it and go, oh, hello, who are you? If someone goes, invited you to play Overwatch 2, no, that would be me. Invited you to play Destiny 2, you can't just go, I'm doing nothing for, yeah, for those to, listeners. I, I'm I'm literally doing nothing. I'm just staring him. at the screen, mm-hmm. enjoying my anime that I'm watching. Yeah. That's all you got to do. That's I, all you got to do. I know that's all you have. And they'll be like, invited you to chat. And you're just like, again, I'm doing nothing. I'm just I'm enjoying my anime. That's all you got to do. But of course, being me, then I have to, when they text me or whatever, I have to go, well, here's the truth because, you know, this is what I do. I'm ignoring you because I'm watching anime. I don't want to yeah. play this game with you. Have yeah. a great night. I don't want to yeah. do that. That's fine. <laughs> no, it's That's not the truth. Fine. It's the truth, and I'm fine with telling you it because I will, which is why I try to hide so I don't have to tell you it. But it, Is it more fine than you guilting your own self into playing a game you don't want to play just because somebody saw you? No, it's not. This is this. It's a problem. Th- yeah, it's a problem. You know, I need therapy. I, I, I think I said it wrong, but you get what I'm saying. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> So that's why I'm constantly offline. So I can just escape and go watch anime and rarely play video games because I don't have huge chunks of time to actually play. So therefore, I I do the whole thing about, oh, I don't have enough time to even get started. So I'm not going to have fun. But with that all said, I did play some video games. And in the show notes, I only put one, but I actually ended up getting two in. One was Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's in the show notes. I'm starting to get frustrated because I'm at level 51 or 52 now, and uh, I wanted to have this game beat. And here I am, not beat, because I hit a brick wall of a boss who is requiring a lot of me. So I farmed and farmed. I went and faced him again. As I told Matt, I don't know if it's on air or off air. doesn't matter. Huge fight. Almost an hour's worth of time. He beat me. Because of some random secondary crazy attack that killed Ichi in one hit. Really frustrated me. Just super pissed me off. So I went, and now for the last, what, three, four days now, I've been farming again. I'm up to 52 now with everybody. And then I was like, well, all right, let's go do it. Well, I can't because I'm going to have to assume that this fight's going to take another 42, 52 minutes, whatever it is. And I don't have that kind of time, which is what we were talking about earlier, how I rarely have an hour to two hour chunk to just dedicate to, you know, something without being interrupted and or having to move or groove or do something. So I couldn't do it. And so here we are coming up on another weekend of me at the same spot I was last week and can't move forward. And we're running out of time fast. We've got a couple months left of this year and I've got like four games that I'm still halfway through and haven't beaten. And I'm going to be furious if it was Yakuza like a dragon that screwed me over from actually getting through these games by the end of the year. Is it Yakuza's problem? It isn't. It's my own problem. 
But I was well, going to jump in. I was going to say, well, I have to defend the series that I love the most <laughs> in the entire world. It's not a Yakuza problem. It's an Eric problem. You said it already, so I'm not going to do it. I already know, but I'm going to blame Yakuza so that way no, I don't have to blame no, myself. No, no, That's what we do. No. We blame everybody else and everything else except ourselves. That's what humans it's do. Not, it's not how we're supposed to do it, Oh, Eric. it's not no. what we're supposed to do? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's just what we. That's what I was told. That's what I'm supposed to do. So I'm, I'm hoping this weekend... Which is a lie because it's not going to happen because I'm actually going down to visit family in Ohio. I was hoping to finish it up and actually kick its butt. Uh, but it won't happen. Sometime this week. Hopefully I do. I want to have it finished within a week or two tops. That way I at least have a couple months to try to get through like Horizon. Uh, Elden Ring. I'm on the last little scrawl. All I have to do is log in and just go. You know, and Just give it a good push. Give it a good push. And I think I could probably do it. And then, of course, Soul Hackers is probably not going to happen. I'm I'm not kidding myself. I'm only like 20 hours in, and it's probably an 80 to 100-hour game. So, yeah. So that's where I am with that right now. And then the other game that we have all, me and Matt, both want to play, and it just keeps not happening. The game nights keep getting canceled for either me gone, Matt gone, me gone, Matt gone. It just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But Overwatch 2 is out. And I told you guys I played a couple rounds, you know, last week or the week before, whatever it was when it first launched. I got in one round yesterday, and I was so pissed that I actually just shut it off and didn't do. I could have done more rounds, but I, I me and fighting games, it's just it's a problem. I don't know why these trigger me. They actually do piss me off. I get really upset when I'm trying hard and and want to actually play and not just drinking beers with Matt and having fun. And I was Orissa. I went into an actual real match, you know, with Orissa, me tanking, everybody doing their own thing. The team, they, were, they were so terrible. They were so bad and so terrible. Nobody did their job at all. Not even remotely. I think I was the only person on point ever, ever. And I just wanted to break the controller again, just like the last time I talked to you about playing Overwatch 2. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. So after that match, I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. I'm over here just PO'd, crunching the controller, squeezing it with all 50 pounds of pressure I got in my hands. And I went, click. Nope. We're going to watch episode two of Chainsaw Man on Crunchyroll. There we go. Wasn't going to do it. I was going to video game night it up. And I didn't. Instead, I went to Crunchyroll because once again, I got in a match with people who are so incompetent. It didn't even make sense i don't even know what you're playing i don't know what you're doing so that was my week in video games and in life what about you man well i'm gonna start on the real world front just like you did it was saturday it must have been saturday because we had to cancel the friday night game night went out to grand rapids with mom they had a jim henson exhibit out there really cool really fun at the grand rapids art museum there it's cool you know because they had a lot of they had a couple of the puppets, not like every single one or anything, but a bunch of the puppets from his actual, all the different things he did. So there was stuff from like the Dark Crystal, there was stuff from Labyrinth, and then Muppet Show, all that stuff, obviously, Sesame Street. But the other cool thing was like they had, and a lot of it was scanned, but some of it was, you know, framed up behind glass, like notes from him, like about the shows, like here's how he's staging the shows, or alternate titles for the different movies, or this or that or the other thing. So seeing like the handwritten, like pieces of, he really worked on this, and this is what he turned in or, you know, showed his people. It was really cool. And, of course, it tracked his whole history from right when he got his start. And they had, like, lots of, like, little video 
stations where you could put on like the little chintzy headphones. My favorite was he directed, and I don't know why it stuck with me so much, this series of like eight second commercials with like two little puppets he made. Darn it, I had their names a second ago and now I lost them. But it was just for little products. like, And they were just these goofy puppets and one would be like, hey, do you want to try... Whatever the product is, I like Brand X. And then you'd like pull out a can and blow them away and then like turn the can toward the camera and be like, you want to try product, right? Just silly, goofy things. I was watching it and like, man, I sure wish commercials were eight seconds again because commercials suck my soul clean out of my body anytime I have to watch one. But anyway, that aside, I also went through the rest of the art museum. It wasn't a big art museum, but there was some awesome stuff in there, some awesome oil paintings where... I couldn't tell if they had glass on them or not, and I didn't get, like, super close or anything. But when you got close, you could see, like, the layers of the oil paint. Like, it was a, a landscape of these sedimentary rocks or whatever. But when you got close, it looked real because of all the layers. You could see it, like, 3D. It was beautiful, wonderful. And then, I guess Grand Rapids has a big history of, like, furniture making. So there's a lot of, like, furniture stuff throughout the art museum. And I fell in love with this skyscraper desk... I took like three pictures of it. It's a beautiful like mahogany desk. But then the side of it, it was like built like a skyline. There were like two or three skyscrapers essentially nested together. And they were like these bookshelves in them. So it was like this beautiful shelving unit on top of this beautiful desk. And I was like, man, if I sat at that every day, I mean, I love my desk here that I sit at. But if I sat at this gorgeous desk and every one of these nooks and crevices was filled with some cool figure or games or all my favorite movies or all my favorite books i would look at it and just be so happy oh it was amazing beautiful and i obviously i can't describe it well enough on an audio show but oh it was wonderful then on the video game front i one up to you eric and i played three games this week one of which was persona 5 strikers just kind of busting through that barreling through that because I did turn it down to easy mode like we talked about. But now it kind of, I have this like dissonance with it. We're going into the story and, oh man, here's the new king of the jail. Oh no, what's their, what are they going to do? We're real scared to go in there. I'm like, no, you're not. I don't die on anything. I don't have trouble with anything. You just fly in and you rip the masks off and you all out attack and you just kill everything. It's fine. What do we do? What? So I almost want to turn it up more to normal or hard so that I feel the anxiety that the characters feel, but at the same time, the gameplay is not clicking with me, so I'm not going to do it. So I'm torn, because there is that, but at the same time, the gameplay feels like how the Phantom Thieves should be. We just went on a big, giant journey. We took down the country. We saved the world. These little piddly jokers shouldn't be anything. I should feel this way. We should just be romping and stopping. We're the goddamn Phantom Thieves of Hearts. Come on, now. Come on, crew. So I don't know. It's a little weird. I'm still enjoying it because it is more Persona 5 with all my favorite friends and doing all the stuff. But it's just that, man, I should have played it on normal or hard. But I stopped playing it because I didn't like it on normal or hard. So I'm just going to play it on easy. So don't worry about it. So I won't. The other game I played, of course, Overwatch 2. I've been playing tons of this game. Well, I was going to say I don't know why, but I didn't play a lot of Overwatch 1 just solo. I played some here and there. But when I get into Overwatch 2 and I play some matches, after the match, one of the few things it does, you know, your little XP bar goes up, and then if you accomplish one, shing, a daily challenge pops. And I go, oh, daily challenge, huh? What are the other daily challenges for today? And I go to the little challenges menu, and I see all eight of them, and I go, oh, yeah, 
I'm going to do these. Every time I get on, I play for like four hours because I can't stop because I got to do more daily challenges. And then I did so many da- daily challenges. What's in that weekly tab? Oh, I'm already halfway through that. I'm doing so much damage. I'm, I've got the, the damage weekly all the way up. Oh, I'm doing so much healing because I'm such a good Moira. I do damage and I do healing. I got the healing one almost all the way up. Well, if I play a little bit more, I can pop those two and get more battle pass experience. No, no, do, 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 do. And I get hooked. The little, little fish hook is in my mouth. And it's not a money fish hook. It's not a buy cosmetics. It's a little get, get little check marks. And then those add up to bonuses where you get more XP. But they hooked me. They got me. I was wondering how they would do it. And that's it. Because that's one of the few things that happens after the battle. Some matches, shing, shing, shing. You got two dailies and a weekly. Oh, it feels really good. And I got to tell you a story, Eric. Because it was, yeah, it was Saturday night. I was playing, I got on Overwatch 2. What's in the arcade mode? Total Mayhem is here. Perfect. Boy, I wonder if my dear friend Eric is going to come on. We could play Total Mayhem together. It would be a great time. Got into some Total Mayhem matches, having fun. Wins and losses, you know, how we always do. And then I got into a match. And it was one of those weird ones where they start you off. You're you're the fill-in. You're the backfill. Somebody left the match, you're in it now. And they were pushing that payload. And it was the new map, I think it was... Manhattan or whatever the new New York map is. They're pushing that payload down the road. And there was a Zarya on top of the payload. And again, it's total mayhem. If the listeners don't know, cooldowns are severely reduced. Health goes up. So you have more chance to stay alive and you're popping your abilities like crazy. And I swear to God, this Zarya must have been hacking. This must have been a crossplay thing. And they hacked because the Zarya self-bubble was never down. And as somebody who desperately wants to make Zarya their main tank. I can tell you, even in Total Mayhem mode, that bubble lasts for 0.2 seconds, and it's on like a 4-second cooldown. You can never not be without bubble. You, you can get bubble for, for, for like 0.5 seconds, and then you have no bubble. This person always had bubble. They stood on the payload with bubble, 100%, you know, with the big giant beam going, Vroom. So it's a known issue. They're actually in the works to fix it. Uh, they weren't hacking. Zarya's broken, uh, and your bubble never leaves. So if so you I play Total Mayhem, yes, you can <laughs> I be a get on Zarya this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so okay, so it wasn't a hack, nope. but that's not even the best part of the story because Zarya was on bubble forever. But that payload moved down to the street, and it had twenty feet left to go. It had like two payload lengths left to go, and my team would have lost. I got in there. I'm throwing death bubbles. I'm throwing heal bubbles. That payload did not move a single inch. Clock went all the way down, started overtime. That overtime did not stop. For I swear to God, and I say swear to God, but who knows what the actual time was. For 10 minutes, we fought on that goddamn payload. I would kill like the three backline members of the team, because there was like a Genji, a False Me, and a Howard that would always come in. I would murder them, then try to get this Zarya off the point somehow. Because I, I can't, I, I'm, I'm Moira. I can't, I got no mm-hmm. dislodge. I got no got nothing. no boops. You got nothing like that. Yeah. And then whatever the other character was would run up. So I would try to take that character down. My team would come in, get torched by the Zarya and this other character. And then it was beautiful because I was just always there. So that payload's not moving. Overtime is just staying completely full the entire time. And it was beautiful watching my teammates start switching to characters. Oh, 
now our tank, who was a Roadhog or whatever, he can't land his hook because Zarya has bubble all the time. He switches to Winston. He's jumping and bouncing around. I'm like, ah, Winston can't do anything either, but at least he puts the shield up. Now I'm zooping around inside of the shield. I'm murdering, murdering, and keeping everybody up too. But then I see, after two, three minutes, Winston gets its ult up. He goes full-on Rage Monkey. He hits that Zarya. She goes, whew, flies right off. He's wailing on her. She's trying desperately to get on the thing. It happened, I swear to God, three different times before he finally dislodged her enough. And I don't know if Bubble went down or if he just just keep trailed and pushed her off and then I killed everyone else. Ten minutes, nonstop, overtime fight. I think maybe the payload did shift a little bit and then we pushed it back and just, it was just, it was, I was drenched in sweat. I, it was stressful. It was beautiful. It was everything that I love sometimes, most of the time in Overwatch. It was just fists and scratching and clawing and biting and snorting. Oh, it was wonderful. I was like, I got, I got to call Eric. I got to say, you missed, you missed it. If only you were there, it would have been even better. Oh my God. It was wonderful. Just an amazing thing. God bless. Look at that. Matt's having this time of his life, and I, I almost broke my controller twice. I was like, yeah, I'm not playing this game. <laughs> now, I will say later that night, I queued up for like, you can queue up for different roles, or you can queue up for any role. And I did get a tank match, and my team was garbage. I was Roadhog, and they would just swarm me because everyone died in mm-hmm. like half a second. So I had the, I had those matches too. But starting the night off with that, it was just mwah, chef's kiss. Speaking of Chef's Kiss, I also played and streamed Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. A couple streams, one nice long one, one little bit of a shorty, and then I found the spare time. I've got a full team. I can access the full team finally. I've got all the espers that I'm going to get for right now. It's time for everybody to learn their spells. Went around learning spells, battling, battling, getting AP, getting XP. And I told Eric most of the story, but then I went, okay, what 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 achievements can I get here? Because most achievements are learn all the blitzes. Well, you got to level all the way up to do that. Learn all the this, learn that. Okay, can't do that right now. But Setzer has an achievement for getting his Joker's Death slot attack. And if anybody that hasn't played Final Fantasy VI, Setzer, his special ability is slots. It's literally a slot machine. Three slots. One goes real slow. One goes medium. One goes super fast. Like regular speed, two times speed, and three times speed. I said, get the special one. How do you get the special one? Oh, it's 777 on the slot. If there are 20 spots on the slot, seven is on each one once. So I was like, okay, I'm leveling up anyway. I'm going to start doing this. Okay, I'm going to start trying it. Every turn he comes up, I'm going to try it. Bing, bing, bing. Ah, screwed it up. Bing, bing. No, not even close. Bing, bing. Ah, awful. All right. It's 9 o'clock. If I don't get this by 930, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Try, 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 try. Fail, 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 fail. I look down. Now it's 9.30. All right, if I don't get it by 10, I'm not going to worry about it. All right, if I don't get it by 10.15, I'm not going to worry about it. If I don't get it by 10.30, I'm not stressing. If I don't get it by 11, I don't care. I'm saving and quitting because I have to go to bed. But it wouldn't get out of my head. It wouldn't leave me. If I don't get it by 11.15, that's it. If I don't... Okay. All right, something's wrong here. I'm watching it. If you know the slots, if you know the game real well... The spots on the slots are at the same spot. So like if you stop the first slot on the 7, the amount of time that it took you to get when you started it and hit the 7, that's the same for the second. That's the same for the third. But it doesn't look that way because it's going so fast. So I went, okay, I got to 
I got to figure it out. I got to do something. I looked up on YouTube. I was like, give me a metronome or something so I can, I can hit it to a click. I can do something like that. None of them worked. I tried like five different ones. The beats are all, the, nothing hit right on the seven. Okay. All right. I got to start making it up in my head. I got to get a rhythm going. Hit the button and dun, 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 stop. Okay. It was close. Dun, 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 dun. No. Okay. No. So I started figuring it out. I'm like, okay, okay. But I was still watching the slots. And every time that seven would come on that third one that was going so damn fast, my thumb would panic. Not even myself, because I was trying to follow the rhythm. My thumb would go, no, no, you, you gotta. And it would just be just short or just, just afterwards. I'm like, okay. And then I thought, I thought, you know, what would Jean-Claude Van Damme do in Bloodsport? Mm-hmm. What would he do? He would blindfold himself and he would train with his master. So I had the timing down. I could get one absolutely right. I could get two mostly right, like 99%. Okay, I'm just, I'm not going to look. Such as turn comes up, go to slots, turn the face away, hit the X button. Boom. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, boom. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, boom. Dun-dun-dun-dun, boom. First two perfect, second one off by just a hair. Okay, just got, I just got to dial it in. If I don't get this by 11.30, though, it's I, I got to go. Nope, got it at 11.40 at night. Not looking at it at all. Every single time, just I went to a super level one area, got in one battle, Everybody else is doing nothing. I'm just doing slots. Looking away. Dun, 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 dun. I did it. Didn't even look. I looked back. I saw three red sevens. I almost fainted dead away in my chair. I was like, am I dreaming? Did I fall asleep? Is this a dream? Then I hit confirm. Joker's death happened. It wasn't even that flashy looking. The enemies died. Bling. Achievement unlocked in the corner. Beautiful. Two hours and 40 minutes of doing it. But I did it. And I did it, not even looking at it. I found my own way to do it. Concentration and just don't even look. Don't let your body even think about it. Just boom, 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 boom. Done. Perfect. Awesome. So that was my week. What a wonderful week. My God, I got stories for days. I can, you know, I can even tell you more stories about my Grand Rapids trip. Oh, my God, all the stuff we <laughs> talked about. But we're not going to do that. We're going to throw it to Eric for, hey, tell us about a video game or something. I don't know. Well, real quick, we do got to go to Grand Rapids. There's there's a lot of stuff in Grand Rapids I need to see. And apparently Bay City, which we'll talk about some other day. Mm-hmm. We, got some, we got some touring to do in our own state still. Folks, let me tell you, just check out your own state because I'm promising you, you're missing out. You're missing out. We've been here a long time. And there's a lot of stuff here that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. But... That's neither here nor there, because this week, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed has arrived October 18th, 2022, by Ilphonic. It's out for everything but the Switch. Now, what is this game? If you don't know Ilphonic, they do uh, the Predator Hunting Grounds. They've done, like, the, uh, the the Friday the 13th one, where, you know, you got several players versus the baddie. You pick whether you want to do the baddie, whether you want to do the players, and you go have a great time. This is the same setup. You get to be like three Ghostbusters, and one person's like the ghost. And then you go and choose one of five stages currently. I'm sure they'll update it, and there'll be more stages down the line. I'm sure there'll be new modes, but for right now, there's only one mode, and there's five stages. You do get to customize your Ghostbuster, though. So you can go in and create the Ghostbuster of your dreams, make them look just like you, make them you know, look just like a famous Ghostbuster from, of course, the wonderful movies and or uh, TV series back in the day. There's different costumes that you can get, and while you're playing, you will also unlock different costumes, different get-ups, different setups. But of course, base, you will always have the cool jumpsuit 
that the Ghostbusters traditionally wear. Now, what are you doing? So as I said, you get a few of your buddies and then one ghost player to hop into one of these five stages. And you, the Ghostbusters, well, guess what? You have to stop the ghost from scaring all the people and ruining the day. And then, of course, letting all the other ghosts out and then turning this place into a scaredy cat zone. So you got to go around to capture this ghost and not only just capture the ghost, but you got to stop the ghost from letting other ghosts be free and run around and, you know, run amok. And you also have to keep the civilians who are still in the building from panicking. So while you're doing all this other stuff, you do have to walk around occasionally to the civilians, calm them down, sue them. And of course, on top of that, anytime the ghost whose job is to obviously sabotage the Ghostbusters and scare the people and create such a haunt in this place that, you know, it's it's over. You win, Ghostbusters lose. So to do that, you can uh, you can go ahead and, um, it's a poltergeist, or yeah, poltergeist, right into items. So you can do that and, like, scare the holy crap out of the civilians, which raises the haunt level, or whatever they call it. Then you can, like I told you earlier, you can go and, like, make other ghosts pop in. They go around creating havoc all over the place while you're doing whatever you want to do. And then on top of that, you've got to protect like your portals. These portals are where the ghosts and other things can happen. You can hide them, disguise them, and then it's up to the Ghostbusters to take their little meter thing, you know, their little reader. And then they got to go around and try to figure out where the hell these portals are and then shut them down. And the same with your like little ghosts that the ghost can summon. They can hide as like little dolls and other things. And then you've got to find them because while they're there, they'll keep making that haunt level go higher and higher. So you got to keep all that under control. Using the uh, the you know the little gadgets and gizmos that you have, so there's several of them that you have as the Ghostbusters and the ghosts. They've got really cool abilities. You know, obviously they're able to you know float through walls sometimes, just launch themselves up to different levels to escape the Ghostbusters. But the, like the Ghostbusters this time around, they've got like grappling hooks that they can use every once in a while, so they can kind of fast track up to catch you. That kind of thing going on. It looks like a lot of fun, and and of course you're using all the cool gadgets that you normally would in a traditional Ghostbusters show movie if you're you're, you know, you're familiar with those. But if you're not, in its essence, you're gonna take these ghosts and you're gonna zap them, you know, and you're gonna get rid of them. But the bigger ghosts you can't just zap and get rid of. You've got to trap them. So then you got to lay out the trap. Then you got to drag them over to the trap. Hit the button. Boom. Opens it up. Sucks them on in. Away they go. It's typical fun time Ghostbusters. It looks really good. Like, out of, you know, the games that Ilphonic has done in this genre, this one looks really, really, really smooth and really true to form if you like Ghostbusters. So I would definitely recommend, if you like Ghostbusters at all, to check this title out. And the ghosts, too. Like I said, you can customize your uh, Ghostbusters, but the ghosts, you can get different kinds of ghosts, and you're going to unlock them as you play the game. So they'll be all sorts of ghosts with different abilities, different stats that you can play with and utilize and you know see what works best for you if you end up the ghost because you know, obviously everybody's play style is a little bit different some are you know just brawlers going in there just jacking up the ghostbusters going toe-to-toe with them some are sneaky snooks some have a mixture of this some have a lot of more magical poltergeisty type abilities you know some have high escape abilities that kind of stuff so it really allows you to kind of customize the way you like to play as the ghost and of course as the ghostbuster you just have a lot of gizmos and gadgets, and you can find what ones work for you, what ones you like and don't like, and play with them. It looks like a lot of fun. I really wish it was a free-to-play game, honestly. Like, And then you just bought battle passes, which got you more costumes, more unlockables. I don't know. 
I hate saying that because sometimes the Battle Pass thing annoys me, but this feels like a game that would just really flourish from that. Because I would probably actually play this one if it was free to play, and I'd hop in and be like, ah, whatever, I'm going to play some randos. And then, of course, lastly, if you don't have the friends to make a whole match, it fills it with bots. So if you're a solo player and you do want to play this, you can just go check it out. It'll fill it with bots, and you know I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun. And maybe it'll burn out for you because obviously you're not playing real people. It's way more fun with real people. Everybody knows that. But still, if you are a single player who just knows they're never going to want to play with other people or doesn't have friends or whatever the hell the case may be, you still can pick this up and have a really good go at it. And if you're a Ghostbuster fan, I'm sure you're going to want to do that. Yeah, down the road, who knows what they're going to do. Uh, the Predators Hunting Grounds, I know that was pretty popular. That lasted quite a while. The Friday the 13th thing, it was popular, but there was like some issues. I can't remember. I remember there being some problems with the uh, licensing or something, and that just got straight up shut down. So this has a good chance of being pretty successful because they've got a track record for putting out some really cool uh, collaborative games. But I think it all depends on uh, you know what, what their content release is slate is you know if they can keep things fresh keep things flowing add new modes that kind of stuff but i definitely recommend go check out ghostbusters spirits unleashed if you haven't already because it's a pretty dang cool video game and speaking of pretty dang cool video games i'm going to tell you about a game that's been on my radar for seemingly like two years but that actually came out last year for the last gen systems i had no idea like I see trailers for this every every now and then. It's a game called The Eternal Cylinder, which dropped on the 13th of October for PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series consoles, developed by Ace Team, published by Good Shepherd Entertainment. And what catches my eye about the trailers all the time is it's it'll show you like an alien world, totally strange landscape, absolutely bizarre creatures. But then it'll pan out, and they'll like from horizon to horizon, as far as you can see, there's just this giant cylinder rolling over everything and it says like you know like try to survive or something i go what the hell is this game is it a survival game is it like a roguelike is it like no man's sky where you're hopping from planet to planet and this thing is coming after you all the time well actually i found out watching some reviews because it like i said came out for playstation 4 and xbox one last year this is a game where it's it's basically a story-based game where you have you start as one of these little creatures called the trebum which Hard to describe, so I'll just say it looks like Cubert. It's a little body with a face with a little trunk and like little stubby legs. It's just a little, like nothing happening creature. You start as one of these creatures, and the cylinder is already chasing you. So you have to run from the cylinder, and it, once the cylinder reaches like this set of towers, once you pass the tower, it kind of holds the cylinder in place for a while. And then that opens up this whole biome that you've reached, and now you can kind of go around, and it is a little bit of a survival game in that you do have to eat and drink and stuff, but you can also ingest things that make those meters go down a lot slower. But it's not super survival, but the interesting thing is, is you're going around sucking up stuff in your little snout nose, like the more things you acquire, they can help you evolve different parts on your body. So if you eat a lot of like the little grasshopper creatures, you'll you'll evolve little grasshopper legs. Now you got a big jump. If you eat, you know, suck up a lot of like the balloon creatures, now you can have like an air sac kind of body and you can jump up and float through the air for a while. So as you go explore these biomes and evolve yourself and then sometimes find apparently like little like puzzle temples, you can use those abilities in these puzzle temples to unlock other things. But eventually, as you explore that biome, you're going to get outside of the field of influence of that tower that's holding the cylinder back. 
And once you do that, once you have decided that you are, you know, able enough to progress, you go outside that field, the cylinder crashes over the tower, and it starts rolling up everything in its way, including you if you're not fast enough. So you got to hightail it to the next tower, activate that, whole process starts all over again. And then in the course of doing this, you may find other little trebums, maybe like little offspring eggs you can find and hatch, and now you have another one. And so now you can swap between them, or maybe you find a hibernating one who is like an older one, a bigger one. Now he joins your little squad. Now you can apply those upgrades to all the different ones. Maybe you have one really fast trebum, one really strong trebum, one who can jump real high, one who can float real far, one who's good in the water, and you'd use them to solve all these little puzzles. Just running around the world and finding these crazy creatures and figuring out how to defeat them to get their upgrade stuff to upgrade yourself a little bit more kind of reminds me of Evo, the search for Eden back in the day. But what's interesting about it, I expected it to be like a roguelite or like a survival game. Like maybe the thing rolls you over and you just start all fresh. No, it's a full-on story-based game. When you wake up as the first creature and you're running from the cylinder, there's a narrator, kind of like Stanley Parable or something like that who's telling the story of this creature. And the further you go, the more you learn about yourself, because you've just been hatched when the game starts, and the more you, the player, learn about this whole world and the cylinder, and there are creatures or people or people creatures or robots who are working with the cylinder to try and do whatever the point of this thing is. So it's kind of really interesting. It's all the kind of stuff I love, like exploration, strange creatures, modifying yourself to be able to do things better. But then there's this weird story on top of it, on top of this just mysterious thing. The thing that attracted me to the trailers was just the mystery of what is happening here. What is this giant cylinder? How, does, how is this happening? What's going on? So to know that there's a big story on top of that, I am 100% in on the Eternal Cylinder. I cannot wait to play this eventually. Or I might just break my resolution and have to get it after the next big game that I finish because I can't wait to be a little weird creature and then suck some stuff up and then now I got little flappy wings or they've shown like a little fire snout where you can just a little burst of fire to attack your enemies. I don't know. It looks weird. It looks strange. It looks right up my alley. It's the Eternal Cylinder. You know what? You need to check that out. But before you go buy it, man, you need to check out 13 Sentinels Ages Room. Okay, just get that one first to keep to your resolution Play that one before you get to this one and say that as your dessert for January. There you go. You know, some content creators that have been watching recently have actually said it's really good, so maybe I will actually check it out. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Now that I've got a voice I can trust in some guy I'll never meet. <laughs> I didn't even mean it that way at first, but then I realized how bad it sounded, so I'm, I'm just going to double down. I'm going to double down on the bit. It's already a bit. This is trickle really down. Yes. Push that bit all the way to the end, all the way to the <laughs> sacrifice. Well, it's it's come. I don't know how we missed it, mm-hmm. but it has arrived, Matt. The new Tales from the Borderlands is here. Uh, all the special chosen ones from 2K, they've already been playing it today, getting their hands on it. Reviews are uh, popping up all over the place. I'm not going to lie. I haven't even checked them out yet. Mm-hmm. The only thing I have seen is that Twitter, Randy Pitchford posted a couple saying he was super stoked and happy to see that it's doing well. But I haven't read any myself. Um, I'm just I'm just shocked that it's here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where where I thought it was coming or when, but I was like, it's here today? Oh, my God. 
I can't even play it because I'm going to be down south visiting family. Mm. So I don't even have an opportunity to get in here and check this game out. Uh, I did go online, check it out on the PlayStation Store, make sure I could grab it up. Uh, if you Well, for anybody listening, it's too late. If you haven't pre-ordered it, you're not going to get the pre-order bonus. But for me, in this per, you know present time, I could still go click the button and get whatever the pre-order bonus is. I have no idea, to be honest with you, what it is. But I should probably grab it. I mean, why the hell not? I'm going to play it. That I don't remember. I know there was like the digital deluxe edition that came with the and original. And that came with the original. Which we've yeah. already played and platinumed uh-huh. and everything. But, I mean, if you haven't, you should definitely get that too because Tales from the Borderlands original, like we said, neither of us have touched new yet. The original is my favorite piece of Borderlands content ever. So if you have a chance to get the digital deluxe and haven't played the original, do that. But like Eric said, it's out. I mean, I knew it was now, but I also didn't know it was now. Like when we talked about it, it was like, yeah, it's releasing in October. And we're like, oh, man, with Overwatch 2 and Bayonetta 3 and all this other stuff. And then that knowledge like disappeared. And now that it is mid to late October, oh, it's here. And I'm startled. But then that piece of knowledge like sucked back to the front of my brain. I went, yeah, idiot, remember? And I went, I mean, I do remember, but I just didn't, I didn't realize. So, yeah, it's, it's here and it's out. It's crazy. And apparently... From what I'm hearing so far, it's pretty good. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I saw, we you know, we both saw that same trailer, the gameplay back in the day, and we talked about it already. But beyond that, I don't know what to expect from this whatsoever. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go in with too high of expectations, to be quite frank. I think I'm going to be thinking this will be Tales from the Borderlands, but it won't be. Because that's not the team. Telltale made that game. Gearbox is making this game. The type of humor, the type of things, the type of situations, I think is going to be completely different. Will it still be awesome and fun? Maybe. I hope so, because I'm going to be grabbing it up and playing it. But I'm I'm scared because I have this bar for Tails. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if it doesn't meet the bar, it's already going to be, well, well, you know, excuses, excuses, I don't know. This kind of bugged me. That's bugging me. So I don't know which way to go with this. I mean... I'll tell you, because I'm going to play it, and obviously being that it's just a narrative-type game, I can't imagine it's more than five to seven, eight hours or whatever, so right. should be fairly quick. We'll both probably have it beat within the next couple weeks, and then we'll talk about it. But for now, I'm just scared, because I don't want it to ruin what Tales was, mm-hmm. and I hope it's great, and I want it to be great, but I just... The bar is set too high for me, I think, already, and I'm going to be just all critical and a holeish about it, but maybe they're going to shock me, and it's going to be just fantastic, and it's going to be just as good as Tales was, and I'm going to come away just skipping, you know, just skipping around going, dang, I got a second bite of that delicious pie, and I'm the happiest man that could ever be. Yeah, I, I agree with everything that you're saying. I really hope that it is awesome and great, but my bar is even a little bit lower because the the few things that we've seen, like the clips and stuff that have been coming out over the last couple of weeks... It's just not hitting for me. And I know I, I said that during the gameplay reveal too, is the characters weren't really gelling for, just for me, like with me. With each other, they were fine. But the interactions just weren't, I don't know, it wasn't what I wanted. And the other things that I've seen, it kind of makes me kind of makes me more trepidatious. But if you're going to get it and play it, then I will get it and play it. And we will talk about it on the show, positive or negative. I still do have high hopes for it because, I mean, it's Tails and it's Borderlands and it's Gearbox and I want... I love all those things and I want them all to gel together into a really good thing. So we'll see. 
Catch us later in a couple weeks when we've beaten it, and we'll talk more about it. But speaking of things we're looking forward to and hoping are good, man, Eric, there was this is I mean it's your whole show. It's this is your whole thing. They had Silent Hill transmission. They had Resident Evil showcase. Look at survival. There was horror. There was gross. There was yuck. It? Did you see it? Did you see it? I did see it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, so wonderful. You know what? There's haters out there. They're losing their damn minds, and they're just dumber than bag of rocks. All right. So Silent Hill had themselves a wonderful little transmission. Konami's back. They're like, you know what? We want to make Silent Hill real again. They had this cool little fog. They had the the two announcers on mm. the Silent Hill streets. Yeah, it was a little corny, but let's be honest. Anything the Japanese do with their little things is pretty corny. I don't know why. They just always have weird stuff going on. I got to interject. That that uh, that dual Kickstarter thing, they had, mm-hmm. they had a, that concert thing I told you about. It was a little dorky, but it wasn't quite as dorky as this one was. Okay, She'd be like, hey, right, so- hey, what do you what do you think about uh, showing them the new Silent Hill? Hi. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, it was, it was, dude, you got it. You, it was it's fun. too much, it dude. Ridiculous. It's too much. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But I had a great time because, of course, yeah, they yeah. struck it right off with the Silent Hill 2 remake, which was the the worst kept secret ever. It's been talked about a billion times. Bloober teams doing it. Um, and I'm stoked. Medium was one of my games of the year, you know, a couple of years ago or whatever the hell it came out. I love that game. I loved how they went back to that traditional, you know, what made Resident Evil, what made Silent Hill, the type of game it was. And then they went on further with that. And they just, they had the uh, the composer for Silent Hill come on board. He's on board. And then uh, one of the uh, original team Silent, you know, individuals is also guiding Team Bloober and making this remake, you know, the best that it can be. I have zero doubts because Bloober has said in the past, you know, vaguely, that the medium was them practicing and training to do this. So I am so stoked. And, and of course, people were like just going nuts about the way uh, James looks. You know, he looks like this haggard old dude or whatever. Sure, yeah, he does look weird in that like couple of those scenes. He does look a little off. But the, I didn't give two poop. That's not what I'm playing this game for. I was looking at the gameplay and the environment when they were showing it. And it, that looked fantastic. It was looking gorgeous. It was looking just triple A, really cool. And it was a modern take, just like the medium was. A modern take on that fixed camera angle screens. And that's what I'm all about. I've already argued a million times, Matt, that that's a that's a type of game. And it should not exist because Resident Evil moved away from it, and that's what we want. But, oh well. I'm not going to fight with everybody who doesn't like it. But for that first one, Silent Hill 2 meeting, very happy. I can't wait to see what Bloober Team does. What would you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. I've never been a Silent Hill person. I've said a million times, I rented the first Silent Hill. It was too scary. I stopped playing it. But I've, I've always heard amazing stuff about the whole series, too especially. And it's always been too late for me to go back and play it so to get to finally experience it even though i mean by now it's a piece of pop culture like i know all about it but for me to go back and experience it with the freshest hotness that it could be because they even said like they're working to kind of move beyond like bring it even more into the main fold and i'm hoping that extends to like some of the aspects of the gameplay because mm-hmm. i remember silent hills are always kind of stiff because that's yeah how those games are i don't want are. the pure tank crap yeah, yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong no. i don't want that back Every, everybody does agree the tank stuff is 
needs to be dead. Yeah. And I'm sure certain of the puzzles are probably clunky and, cl- and clanky, but to experience it as smooth and cool as possible, I am excited for it. It's just not a, a cultural touchstone for me. But uh-huh. to maybe have it be now is pretty cool. And then, of course, after that, though, they weren't done. They went, hey, guess what? Uh, developed by No Code Studios and Annapurna, we've got Silent Hill Townfall coming. This, another title, looks freaking crazy. It looks fantastic. The trailer pops in. It's like this little uh, CB-com up with this little video thing going and this dude's just kind of like narrating that you deserve to be in this town you deserve to be where you are and not only do you deserve to be here with whatever's going to happen but you're actually even crazier or more special i think is what the phrasing was and i don't want to be here even remotely close when stuff goes down with what they're going to do to you here and that being in silent hill and already we all know all the craziness that silent hill does and has and then to have this be like, oh, but you're actually even going to be worse. I'm like, Ooh, what's that mean? And, of course, it's made, like I said, by the No Code Studios, who's done, like, Observation, um, Stories Untold. Um, you know, so they already have, like, a cool kind of horror, weird, creepy vibe thing going. And Annapurna, everybody knows Annapurna. Mm-hmm. This has a lot of potential. I've always wanted to play. I think it's Observer. Is the Observer or Observation? Is it Observer? Which, I can't remember. One it is. Yeah, I, it's I can't like remember. That. I played a little bit of it, but I never beat it. If it's the one that I'm thinking of, it's a game I've always wanted to play. That's the one where you're like the AI in the ship and you're going through the cameras, yes. right? Okay. And so that gets me excited because, I mean, even if it's not like the same type of thing, obviously there's some guy who knows why you're there who is like, seems like he's in charge of what is happening to you. So to kind of blend that kind of an overseer watching over you with the type of creeps and craps that is always going to happen in Silent Hill, it kind of ratchets it up even crazier, even more. So I am excited for this one. Mm-hmm. And then they even told you, Matt, like, go back and watch the trailer again. Maybe you might have missed a few things. So I watched it a few times. And of course, there's tons of flickering <clears throat> and tons of little video pieces in that little radio thing. And there's a lot of, like, bodies and weird stuff and faces mm. of people and, like, rooms. Hands and, creeping into Yeah, hands creeping stuff. over. Like it, it was really cool. I don't know what the hell it means. Maybe I'm missing something that's has to do with some other titles of Silent Hill that I didn't play. So I didn't catch nothing that made me go, oh, I know what this is from. But it was really cool just to see all the weird, strange images popping up on there. So definitely look forward to this one, too. And then, of course, I want to go to Silent Hill Ascension. Because mm-hmm. this one I'm mixed on. Yeah. Um, it was, it came up and it showed like uh, a bunch of people texting each other. Can we save her? Can we do this? Can we? And I immediately I knew. I went, okay, this is going to be some kind of weird mobile online, like everybody's online thing or something. And that's what I thought it was going to be. And then it kind of, it kind of isn't. It's kind of different. I, I still don't 100% know what they're trying to do with this, but it looks basically like, they're going to tell a tale in the Silent Hill universe that involves everybody who's playing it. But that doesn't make sense to me because what if I play it like a month later? Now am I just am I just playing with whoever is playing it a month later? What if nobody's playing it? What if I'm the only one? Or is this like a timed event, like a show, which is kind of what I'm thinking in my head, where if you want to take part in this, it's going to be from this chain to this time to this time, and you have to be there to influence the way this particular Silent Hill story goes. Is now, that is that right? Is that the vibe? I'm, I, that's what I was getting from it. But Now, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they said this is a series. 
Okay. So like a and what I when he said series to me that just said it's a show that's being broadcast and you can vote or make the decisions in real time like a uh, like an until dawn or a telltale type of thing like I don't know I don't know if it's just like an online series you watch it in your web browser and when the choice comes up you go blibbity bloop and then it plays the next clip because they've recorded and then depending one on other. how everybody voted or said what they want like like what i was saying like run or can we save her you know right, right, right. so you will i'll be online watching this story unfold and then yeah well there'll be a moment where it's like hey do we just get the heck out of dodge and then you're like well can we save her can we save her yes yes vote yes vote no or mm. whatever the case may be and you can kind of like communicate back and forth with everybody watching to make a decision. That's the impression that I got, which I am torn okay. on because A, it sounds really cool. That sounds cool. I mean, I mean it sounds awesome. But I'll also be like really pissed off. This is why I never played uh, Star Wars the Old Republic multiplayer. Uh-huh. Because you get to the decisions and hey, whatever the group votes for is what you're gonna see. Well, I don't want <laughs> to save that person. That person is a jerk and I hate him. But everybody voted for save him and now the other cool character fell down the pit because we saved dingus i don't like it but it will be a cool event to do yeah so if that's the way this plays out i'm excited if it's something else then maybe not so much but what did get me on board is of course this is a collaboration between uh, and i don't know who these people are but genvid entertainment i do know who bad robot games is behavior interactive and dj2 entertainment most that doesn't really clink ring a bell for me one thing did it's directed by jj abrams yeah yeah and I'm like, oh, holy crap. And then it struck me. I remember hearing that J.J. Abrams said he wanted to work with something with Silent Hill a long time ago. And here we are. Fast forward, this is the project. Which, of course, further makes it so I think we're right and that this is actually just going to be a, a, a show. And when you just interact with the show. And they're taking a character that I'm not familiar with. I think this character was in the Dead by Daylight. I think that's where this, this Silent Hill monster is from. Because I've never seen this monster in any of the games that I've played. Or I've forgotten if I have. But whatever. That's not really super important. But it was pretty cool. Just pretty strange. This is the only one where I was like, meh, I don't know. Maybe it'll be cool. Whatever. We'll find out, I guess. No, you have to also be that way about Silent Hill F or whatever it was at the very end. No. Because it was, just, it was just a CGI trailer, Eric. It was just a CGI trailer. <sighs> no. And the F must stand for fungus because there's weird, I, creepy fungus things all over the place. That trailer sold me. I don't care. It was gorgeous. It was wonderful. The face falling off, you know, right there as the fungus grew. And then the teardrop came down. Just And then that the, the music was just phenomenal. I mean, that music was just like, what the hell is this place? What is going on? And just, I instantly got excited because, yeah, why wouldn't there be a Silent Hill in other countries and other places, you know, a different Silent Hill? But we know what Silent Hill is, but it just takes a different shape and form other other places. And then, on top of it all, when the uh, little boat was going over the water and the corpses were like just the pot, instead of just like bursting out, like how it pockmarked them, like just receded in these holes i don't know what that was but that was just oh man that was freaky and that was awesome and i appreciated the hell out of it so i don't know like you said cg trailer means absolutely nothing correct but i'm excited i'm excited to see what this could be and of course it has uh, some very famous names attached to it uh that have done like a lot of really cool anime stuff and this and that and shows you know in the eastern countries things like that but I don't know. 
you know, nothing there yet, but I'm excited. And then, of course, you saw, what was it, Christoph? Christoph, Christoph Gans, yeah. He did the last Silent Hill movie, Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now he's working on this one. And I'm going to say this. I enjoyed Silent Hill, the movie, the original. I don't know, you know, the chat seemed to be going crazy, like they were mad or whatever. And Christoph, for the crazy things he talked about in his little his little segment, especially when he's talking about being a gamer and the heart, you know, a gamer at heart. And I did have a chuckle with the chat who just went to town with that. I was giggling. But that man, he wants to he wants to make this game. Like you could see it when he was talking that he was in it. He wanted to do this. He's in it to win it. He wants to make this a complete success. And the last one was too, even though people say they didn't like it. It was a success. It sold lots and lots of copies, did very well, as they told you. So I don't know. I want to give him a shot here. I want to I want to put my faith in this movie. I only hope because I don't know how like up to date the French are, like with like current events and gaming movies, things how the world has moved since then. Because gaming movies are actually starting to be good. You know what I mean? And they're actually starting to move forward. I'm just hoping he's up to speed with the rest of the world these days and doesn't just try to literally do the original Silent Hill movie again. So you just said the original Silent Hill movie is good, but I don't want him to make it that movie because it was good and it's good. It was good when it came out, but it's the gaming movie thing has evolved. So I think by today's standards, it wouldn't be up to snuff with what you've got these current movies doing. No movie from that time period would be up to snuff with anything. Get out of, get out of here. That's what I Just mean. Switch he over and start talking on. about the Resident Evil thing because I got a fun line in there. God damn it. Gotcha. All right. Well, anywho, as I had fun with Silent Hill, uh, moving on to Resident Evil. And this is where I guess Matt's going to shine because I didn't really care about much of this. Uh, I did care You've about. You've been talking about the stupid Winners DLC forever. You've been I cared about one for thing. That. that was the Winners DLC. I was very stoked to see this. I can't wait to play it. For whatever reason, I totally forgot that Ethan died. So when she went to his grave, I was like, what the hell? What? What the hell's going on? How'd he die? I thought it was funny because I haven't beaten that game yet. I'm like, oh, well, I die at the end. I mean, I think, again, I feel like it's something I knew, mm-hmm. and then it just shunted to the back. And when I saw it, I went, yeah, idiot, don't you remember? You saw something about him being dead. And I went, okay, well, yeah, I guess that was true. Yeah, it, it makes sense after I saw it was you know, started to process again, but yeah, right, right from the start, I, I was shocked. I was like, "Are they gonna, are they gonna figure, tell me why? What happened to him? What's going on? What? How did he die? What the hell?" So that part got me all confused. But seeing her using powers and stuff was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, I'm totally about this. I hope the whole game is more about her and her magic and powers than it is about using guns, because we already did that. We just did that literally with her father. Let's let's move away from that and, and be all about like magic and cool stuff." When you know it has to be, because they talked about how her whole thing takes place like in the realm of consciousness. Yeah. Like she's not even there. Not so even it's all, really there. It's all in her head or in, in the weird things that are happening inside her head. And they were talking about like the nightmare images of like the big dolls. And you could tell she's tiny and running from these dolls inside of this big door. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted more of. Because, I mean, I haven't beaten Resident Evil Village, but you're a dude running around shooting monsters with a gun. Whereas now, in theory... This DLC, it could be doing anything. I mean, you're you Freddy s- Krueger in this stuff up. Yeah, you. I mean, you saw her shooting some powers and then shooting a gun on a thing. But like, you could go into a room and it's just Alice in Wonderland. She's big. She's small. 
literally anything could be happening. So I'm excited for what that could bring. Because the doll thing I thought was awesome. When I realized the door behind her was enormous and she was small in this little like nightmare world. Perfect. I loved it. Yeah. I, I, I also loved the, uh, I don't know who it was, if it was director or whatever, just talking about how he, his vision was to do nightmares. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, I love nightmares. That's my favorite thing ever. So if, if he stays true to that and like you said, brings just the weirdest, craziest, most sideways thing you could imagine into this. There's a lot of potential because you haven't finished the game yet, but of course every zone is like a completely different right, right, right. thing. And so, the, and as they said, they're going back to that village one more time, but in her consciousness, you know, state instead of in real life. So getting to see all the old haunts will be fun, but I, I expect it to be completely twisted and weird and different because I, I, the way they're talking, I'll be very upset. If most of it's just kind of going through the same exact places again with no little, you know, little actual base change. And that's the perfect segue to talking about Resident Evil 4, the big giant remaster, the remake, the redo, because you are going through all the same places, but it's all super different. I was watching the chat on this when they were losing their minds. I was, well, I wasn't losing my mind, but I was looking at the characters and going, that's not what you look like. That's not what you sound like. That's not her. But then it was cool because once I kind of just I wiped that away from my eyeballs, I was like, okay, Leon looks different. Ashley looks different. The Spanish dude, I can't remember his name. He looks different. The big dude's different. The small dude's different. But it all fit in this new, like, greasy, grimy, slimed up world. But I remember the original GameCube, Resident Evil 4, it was a bright, sunshiny day. Everything was bright and clear as, as it could be. So to see Leon going into this wet, dark, disgusting area... It had a totally different feel to it. So to me, the totally different character designs fit that feel better. Everyone looks kind of creepy. Ashley doesn't look like a weird little schoolgirl that they just like plopped into this weird horror movie. She looks like she normally would. Mm-hmm. My only concern about that is because it was kind of all shiny and I don't want to make it sound like it was bad, but it was brightly lit and it had kind of a, a lighter tone. Leon was kind of a cheesy horror movie hero in that original game makes me wonder are they taking out all his fun lines is is salazar's right hand still going to come off that i put that in the chat and nobody paid attention to it but i was like come on you gotta you gotta you gotta at least keep the lines in there or keep something in there i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah this one i'm gonna play it because i feel i owe it um but everybody already knows i hate four uh never played it never beat it i thought it ruined what resident evil was to me and my my mind and my heart. Uh, so to this day, I hold like a huge grudge against that game. But because I played Village and enjoyed it, and then I watched uh, someone play all the way through, you know, seven, and I enjoyed watching it. I didn't play it myself, but I did enjoy the whole playthrough, and you know, couldn't wait to get back and watch the next episode. I feel like I have to go back, and now this is where I get to play for the one that I thought ruined everything and destroyed what Resident Evil was, and maybe be wrong. Maybe actually come to love this game. I hope that ends up being the case and I will play it. But I don't have much to say because I have no memories of this game. I don't care. The only thing I have is hatred. Well, you got you to put the hatred in a bucket. Put it outside. Put it off to the side. Because, I mean, I wasn't even a Resident Evil fan and I played it. And it's a mm-hmm. good game. It was a really good game back then. So if they do it right and shine it up and, you know. There was a bunch of stuff in that trailer that I don't remember. And I never played and beat it. 
but I've seen people beat it a hundred million times on YouTube. There was stuff in there that I don't remember. So I'm wondering if for those hardcore fans, they're twisting a bunch of the characters, they're twisting some of the scenarios. Maybe they're twisting the way the story is going to go too, to throw in some extra spooks and shocks and all that stuff. But the thing I got to say is, I don't know who was playing this during the oh yeah during the things, but <laughs> they were bad. <laughs> they they were bad. They were. I mean, they were honestly terrible, getting grabbed by everything. I think it was just to show off the graphics and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then Leon burned a cow alive. That was awesome. And then for the very first zombie that came down the stairs with his neck broke, you could tell whoever was playing wanted to shoot that zombie right in the. D- they really, really wanted mm-hmm. to, and then they aimed for the white shirt so you could see the blood. Yeah. And I was like, you, you're burning cows, it. you're shooting guys in the d- Who, this? Come on. Who is this playing? Who is playing this? <laughs> I'm totally setting the cow on fire, though. That was awesome. I will sacrifice that cow to get rid of three or four zombies, that's for sure. It just it's made me laugh, because I, I, <laughs> I wrote down, I literally wrote down, <laughs> Leon tried to shoot a guy in the d- that's my that's my show notes from this one. And I have to bleep that like four different times, but it just it made me laugh so hard. And then the cow and he goes, I'll pay for the damages. It's a cow. You just you it's killed it. That was great. It was pretty cool. It was pretty impressive all in all. And then of course uh the reverse side, they were like, Hey, if you owned a village, you're gonna play reverse eventually someday. And I just immediately dismissed it. I'm like, this was supposed to be out when the game came out a hundred years ago. What I don't care anymore. I'm done with this. I laughed because I, I was take, I was writing notes or I got up to get a drink or something. I came back and I looked at it and was like, what is this? What am I What am I even looking at? Characters and things? And then it said reverse. And I went, it's not even a game. That's, you're making stuff up. You're pretending yeah. now. Just stop. Just don't just, pretend anymore. It's just over. Just give it up. You should have just swept it on the rug and said, yeah, we just didn't get to it. It's yeah. over. Yeah. Moving on. Focus on the next RE, RE9, you know, do whatever. But anyways, mm. if you're excited for it, that's cool. And then last but not least, they got the demo for the third-person mm. uh, view of Resident Evil Village, which I'll probably play the demo. I doubt I'll replay the whole game in third-person. It is intriguing because I do, of course, prefer the third-person view to yeah. the first-person view 100%. But, I mean, it is what it is. I've already beat the game, and I, I'm short on time anyway for other stuff. But I'll play the demo just because that that'll only take me sixty minutes because it's a time demo again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get sixty or thirty. I forget, but it's timed. Yeah, I saw that and I, I it got me intrigued just because I like the look of that better. Just when I saw him there shooting, you know, the creatures or whatever with the shotgun, mm-hmm. it felt good and it felt right. And I went, "Yeah, I'm gonna. This is how I'm gonna play it." And I went, "No, idiot, you didn't play it first. You started again and then you stopped. You're, ne- you're probably never going to play it anyway, so don't start it again in third-person mode. There's no there's, there's no way. It's not going to happen. But it, it's a cool idea. I like the looks of it. But I also don't – they showed a thing where he, like, jumped over a little gap and the landing looked kind of hinky. Mm-hmm. Like the anim- well, I'm sure the animations weren't, like, finished, finished. But I was like, man, if it doesn't look good, then it's doubly not going to be – anything great but it's interesting it intrigues me i guess yeah and then last on that note i just their model of ethan i don't know what it is but why but that's not the ethan i had built in my brain right and so i'm like i'm just looking at some old frumpy dude from silent hill like that's what i kept thinking i was like this is just that weird kind of fogged up guy in silent hill that i'm seeing and like i don't know that's not the ethan i made and I don't, it's weird to separate because I'm like, oh, yeah. what Ethan did you make? I'm like, I don't know, but it, it isn't him. It's not that guy. I think to me the the weirdest thing was, 
like I imagine a dude with like black hair and like not like a beard, but like some scruff going on. And he's yeah, like, like scruff. He's like gray haired almost. He's like that blondish brown Ash. hair. He, like uh. his hair looks like his jacket. And I was like, that's not, what's also what's this jacket? Like I and it was like super smooth baby face kind of thing was going on. And I was like, I was like, this uh. is a dude with black hair and no jacket. He's just in his shirt sleeves. Because mm-hmm. that's I don't know. It was, his it was hands weird. get cut off every five seconds. So yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, I, and I've seen like a sleeve. I haven't seen like a big jacket thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's weird. So it was a little. It was a little strange. But anywho's there you go, everybody. You can go check out that demo right now. The reverse one's coming next week. If you want to, you know, the early pass, whatever the hell they're calling it, and check that out. You got the re the winners thing coming. When's that coming? The twenty eighth. Ten twenty eight. No clue. Ten twenty eight. Ten twenty eight coming so if you uh want to go purchase that feel free to do so i will because like matt said i am excited to play it so a lot of stuff a lot of cool stuff matt it was pretty pretty cool week this week man it was but what about you out there in podcast listener land what was the coolest part of the week for you was it me getting that setzer achievement and i'm never going to use him or that slots command ever again yeah that's what it was but anyway regardless of what it was you should email us thirdshiftme at gmail.com on the twitter machine at thirdshiftme I'm falling apart. I'm getting it's too late. We've gone too long. Yeah, and find us long. on Facebook on the third shift, <laughs> damn it. You can find us over there and you can find us over that wonderful Patreon. Yes, we treat it like a tip jar. You like what we're doing, like what you hear, please consider heading over there, throwing a buck, two bucks, three bucks. All the bucks our way because it helps us keep the lights on, the show running, and of course us able to purchase games to play and have fun with and talk to you about them and or equipment to keep the show running in the first place. As I already said, hey. If you can't support us that way, you can also go over and give us five-star ratings on the iTunes, on the Spotify. You can give us mailbag questions, topics for us to discuss on the show that you want to hear about. You can go do all sorts of cool, fun interactions on the Twitter. You can go over to Twitch, give us your Amazon Prime subscription, or just subscribe over there. You know, whatever the heck floats your boat. A lot of ways to interact and have some fun with us, and we do appreciate it. Absolutely, we do. And we appreciate listening to the very next episode, which we'll be dropping on the 27th of October, or earlier, but never later. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Poppy, and on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We do indeed. We appreciate those five-star reviews. And you know what? Hopefully next week, you see it in your hearts to give us one. Halloween's coming up. We talked about nightmares this week a little bit. You know, nightmares are awesome and they they rock and roll. And the director was talking about how he wants to do the nightmare thing. Well, I got a little discussion I'll have with you next week about nightmares. Okay, maybe then when I give you nightmares, you'll give us five star ratings. We'll see next week. So stay tuned and make sure you check it out. But until that time, there's nothing else to say. But. Don't forget to say Shut up and sit down.